Hello and welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Lou. I am Lucretia and thanks guys for tuning back in. I'm going to jump right into this week's episode. Um, let me just start off by saying thank you guys all for your support, uh, your continued support, your continued listenership. Um, last week's episode was co-hosted by my son Javian. He wants to tell all the listeners thank you so much for for listening and thank you so much for sending your feedback and he said he definitely will be back. So last week he opened up a little bit about puberty. That's was the topic that he wanted to talk about and he'll be back and he's going to expand on some of the things that he's going through being a preteen and going through puberty um going to school some of the struggles that he's facing at school and yeah he said he's definitely going to be back and I can't wait to hear what he has to say and to share with you guys so let's get right into it um this week's episode is kind of a heavy topic um I want to just take it back a little bit Monday was the memorial service for Kobe Bryant and his daughter Gigi Bryant. Um, I did get a chance to watch the memorial service and it was a beautiful service. Um, His wife Vanessa did an amazing, an amazing job at um, eulogizing her daughter and her husband and I have to say, as a mother, um, just thinking about it and, you know, um, seeing all of the stuff on social media, like, every time I see, you know, clips of her speech talking about, you know, God having to take, you know, her husband and her daughter because they couldn't, you know, live without each other, it just... It honestly is just, it's heartbreaking, but it's also comforting to know that, you know, she has a silver lining, you know, she knew that they loved each other so much, not to say that he didn't love his other daughters, not to say that he didn't love his wife, but, you know, they shared a special bond and, you know, she, she knows that they're, they're in heaven and, you know, she's holding on to that and being strong for her three daughters, for her family. And, you know, she has to be strong for herself because at the end of the day, she is a mother. Um, and she does have, you know, she still has big shoes to fill, you know, being being now a single mother, you know, a widowed mother. Um, she has to fill the void of not having, you know, her husband there to be a father to her three kids you know, she has to be that mom to support her kids, grieve the loss of their father and their sister. And at the same time, she has to, she also has to grieve the loss of her husband and her daughter. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was very touching. It was very beautifully done. All of the speakers that had something to say about Kobe and Gigi, they... You know, their speeches are really touching and you could tell that they they were extremely loved. Um, they were extremely loved. Kobe was a a world a worldwide icon, an iconic figure. 
um, not just in basketball, but, you know, in the work that he did with children, the work that he did with, that he was doing for women's basketball. Like, honestly, his his accolades go beyond the basketball court, and he will always be remembered. His daughter will always be remembered, and um, I'm, I know his wife will, you know, carry on his legacy and make sure that, you know, the legacy of Kobe Bryant and, and her daughter never dies, right? So I just want to say, again, you know, my heart goes out to her. My prayers are with her and her family, her daughters, all the families of the victims of that plane crash. Um, you know, all we can do is pray for them, pray that God gives them strength and that, you know, they just feel the love of everyone that is praying for them and that they you know take it day by day and that's all you can do in times like this take each day one step at a time it's it's gonna be a very long road to grieving and recovery from this tragedy but I know with you know with the love and strength of God with their faith they will get through it and you know it's something that we should all hold on to it's something that we should all reflect on i definitely have done a lot of reflecting over the last few weeks and you know not just about not just about you know the loss of kobe and you know this great tragedy but just reflecting on you know how i how i spend every day of my life and making it making every day and every moment count you know what I mean because we never know when our time is going to be up we never know when when you know our last breath we're going to take our last breath our time here is only temporary and you know in tragic moments like this when it's unexpected especially um when we're dealing with you know children and you know, people that we believe that hadn't accomplished everything they had to accomplish. It's always, it always takes you back and, you know, gives you a moment to think, like, how are we spending our days? How are we cherishing our time here on earth? And are we making it worth our while? I just believe that we are all put here for a purpose and we genuinely have to strive to, to, seek that purpose and fulfill that purpose before our time is called because tomorrow is not promised to anybody and we see how real that is every day so yeah just to that was just a little you know side note to what I wanted to talk to you guys about today kind of related um but also something that I have been reflecting on a lot lately um especially going through therapy um therapy has been a very fulfilling experience for me it's been very freeing very um eye-opening eye-opening um from the perspective of like, I've been able to see things about myself that I've never tried to look at. I've been able to um, 
unpack things that I've never that I've never thought to attempt to unpack. Um, one of the areas of my self-healing, self-care process is dealing with issues in my life that I've never dealt with. Um, I tend to, you know, when I when I come upon issues that I can't solve or I don't know how to solve, I tend to just put them on the back burner and keep it moving. That's been my coping mechanism for most of my life. Um, one of the biggest things that I've never actually dealt with was the loss of my mom. And it's something that I've never talked about um, to anybody really until now. Um, I've touched on it in therapy. You know, my therapist has asked me questions, you know, the typical questions, how did you feel? Um, you know, what did you do? Stuff like that. And to be honest, I, I don't know how I felt. I, I didn't really do anything in terms of grieving the loss of my mom. I was, you know, very young. I lost my mom at 12 years old, when I was 12 years old. Um, and she was very young, 35. So very unexpected, um, very, very traumatic. Um, I believe looking back, I definitely dealt with depression. Um, but at the same time, I was able to cope very well in the eyes of everybody looking at me. Um, you know, in the beginning, yes, it was very, very difficult for me to get through my days. Um, but I did get through them. I got through them. You know, I'd get up every morning, cry, wash my face, go to school, and act as if nothing happened for a very long time. I basically put that in the back of my mind and I kept it moving. People ask me, people have asked me throughout my life, how did I deal with losing my mom at, at such a young age? And that's literally how I dealt with it. I put it at the back of my mind. Um, <clears throat> I didn't think about it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to deal with it. And it's now taking a toll on me. I feel like I'm experiencing things in my life that I would have loved to have my mom around to experience with me. And it's really hard going through, you know, certain things um, as a woman and not have your mom there. Um, so, yeah, it's it's something that that I know I have to eventually deal with. I think talking about it helps a lot. Talking about it helps a lot. Reflecting helps a lot. Um, I definitely think that this is a major step for me in terms of my healing process. And, and yeah, I, I definitely am making it a priority in terms of what I'm doing in therapy, like getting getting through and unpacking the root causes of a lot of my issues 
it really stems back to this this moment in my life that I had never really had the desire or chance to deal with um so yeah I just want to I just want to talk about a couple things in terms of you know dealing with loss um going through therapy doing research podcasting I I now feel like I'm googling everything um so I definitely did a little bit of research on you know, the grieving process, stages of grief and loss. And um, what I came across was the five stages of grief and loss. Um, I'm just going to go through them really quickly and just talk about my experience. Um, Hopefully, if any one of you are going through dealing with a loss um, or grieving the loss of a loved one, a friend, you know, anybody. If If you're grieving the loss of Kobe Bryant, because... You know, to be real, a handful of people knew Kobe in a very intimate and personal level outside of his family, right? But Kobe touched the lives of so many people around the world. And this is, it's honestly a devastating loss for so many people. If you're a basketball fan, you know, and you grew up in the Kobe era, this is this is a major loss. You know, there are grown men that, you know, learned how to play basketball because of watching Kobe. So this is, you know, a piece of their childhood gone. So it's definitely, it's definitely a time where they'd be going through, you know, the grieving process. You, you're you grieving the loss of somebody that you, that you idolized. You're grieving the loss of somebody that you looked up to maybe Kobe was your role model because you didn't have a father figure but that was you know who you looked up to as your your superhero you know so it's even in even if you're if you're grieving the loss of somebody that you've never seen or touched it's still there's still a process that you have to go through um so yeah five stages of grief and loss um and you know, I did a lot of Googling. There are different variations of this, but um, this one seemed the most relative to my experience. So um, the first stage is denial and isolation. Denial and isolation. I guess the, the immediate shock of, of hearing and knowing that somebody that you loved is gone, right? You don't want to accept that. You don't want to accept that and... You know, you, a lot of people, including myself, tend to shut down. When I got the news that my mom passed, I didn't even want to hear it. I didn't want to believe it because it seemed so unreal. And I, like I said, I put it in the back of my mind. I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't want to hear about it for a very long time. And that's kind of the way I isolated my my thoughts. I didn't necessarily isolate myself, but I definitely isolated my thoughts, um, my emotions away from dealing with that. Um, and isolation was my form of denial. I guess when I put it at the back of my mind and I didn't have to address it, um, that was me not 
accepting it. Um, so yeah, second stage of grief and loss is anger. And I don't know if I necessarily felt angry. Um, I Because I didn't really take the opportunity to process it in the beginning, I don't think I was angry. Um, definitely sad. Um, there are definitely moments now in my life where I feel like, you know, like I said, like I wish my mom was here when I had my kids. I wish my mom was here when, you know, I started dating and, you know, I wish she was here to help me deal with relationship problems because, you know, a lot of, a lot of how we react to situations we react based on how, you know, based on the things that, that happened in our past. Our past molds us, and based on how you're molded, it determines how you react to certain situations. So I definitely wish that I had my mom here to guide me through some of, you know, these hurdles in life that, you know, sometimes only a mother can can guide their child. So... I don't necessarily feel like I was angry, but I definitely felt um, throughout my life since I lost my mom, I there were definitely emotions that, you know, were definitely not, not happy emotions, definitely not content emotions. Um, and yeah, I'm dealing with that a lot more now. I'm in my 30s, so I feel like things that I deal with now, you know, with my kids, with, you know, having a spouse and dealing with relationship issues. There are some things that you just want to call your mom and ask your mom how you would deal with these things. And, and I don't necessarily have that. So, you know, there's, there's a sadness and an emptiness there. There's definitely a void. So I, I don't know if it's anger, but it's definitely a void that I have that is that hasn't really been been filled. <clears throat> Stage 3 of grief and loss is bargaining. I guess bargaining would be, you know, wishing wishing that there were some other way instead of having to bear the loss of your loved one. Um again, I don't know if I really dealt with this at 12 years old. I don't know what I could have, you know, bargained to have taken away instead of my mom, right? At, at 12, I don't think a lot of 12-year-olds would say, you know, take me, God, and bring back my mom. Not to say that I wouldn't want to trade the world to have one more day with my mom. I definitely would trade, you know, my entire life just to have one more day with my mom. Now, at that age, I just wanted my mom back. I don't think I was, you know, I had the capacity to say what I would give up to have her back, but I definitely just wanted my mom back, even for just one more moment. Stage four is depression. Um, depression, I definitely know that I've dealt with that throughout the years um, in different forms and at different times. I definitely feel like 
now more than ever it's it's definitely a challenge and a battle i try not to let myself slip too much um where i fall into that you know in that state of despair and you know just that state of not caring about anything i try really hard not to fall into that anymore um there was a time in my late teens early 20s where you know, I was really, really, really dealing with depression. And, and I again, I didn't talk to anybody about it. I didn't seek counseling. I didn't seek therapy. I didn't do anything. I just stayed to myself, put a smile on every day, got up, went to school, went to work, and kept it moving. And that is not the healthy thing to do. It definitely is not. Um, going through traumas you need to definitely talk to somebody about it because not talking can be detrimental to yourself you know people go crazy not talking about the things that are bothering them so yeah I definitely know that I was battling depression for a lot of years since my mom died um it's gotten a lot better with you know consistently going to my therapist with you know being more open with people and expressing my feelings a little bit more I think I can do better in that area than I do now um and I do need to make time to be consistent with therapy and be consistent with you know talking to those that genuinely love me and care for me the fifth stage of the grieving process is acceptance. A lot of people don't get here when grieving. Um, it took me a very, very, very long time to gain some ounce of acceptance when it comes to the loss of my mom. Like, I understand, you know, we don't have forever. I understand that. Our time here is only temporal. And I understand that, you know, loss is, loss is a natural part of life that we're all going to experience one day. Um, some sooner than others, some later than others. Um, but loss is loss. Especially when, you know, it's your mother, your father, your child. It doesn't matter how old they are. They still experience the same hurt. Um, I accept it. I accept that, you know, she's gone. She's definitely not coming back. Um, I accept that the memories I had of her are only good memories. You know, my mom was not on this earth for a very long time. And I may not have had an extensive relationship with her but I know that um, the encounters I did have with her were encounters of love and happiness and I'll always keep those those memories with me so, so yeah that's a little bit of me opening up about this topic on grief and loss um, I hope that Anybody dealing with the loss of a loved one, the loss of a friend, a coworker, 
wherever it may be i hope that this helps you um going through the grieving process is not easy and it also takes time um I encourage you, if you are dealing with loss, if you are dealing with any traumatic situation, that you find somebody that you can trust. You can find somebody that that you know won't spill the beans to somebody else, but find somebody that you trust, that you can talk openly with, and that will, you know, give you good guidance. I encourage you to find that person, and, and definitely... Don't keep things bottled up. Don't keep things bottled in. You know, if something's bothering you, don't wait till next week to talk about it. Let's talk about it today because it could be an issue as small as, you know, take your sock out. But you're not talking and then the issue becomes even bigger and bigger and bigger. So yeah, definitely talk to your kids. Talk to your loved ones. Hug them, let them know how much they mean to you because they can walk out this door and not come back. I hope that this episode helps out somebody. If you have any questions, feel free to email me at realtalkwithlou at gmail.com. I will do my best to respond to your answers either on the podcast or via DM or email reply. Thank you guys again so much for sticking with us. Have yourself a blessed night and I will be back next week. Mm